0: Welcome to Radio Drama Revival. This is the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. Uh, today, our month of terror on the show continues. I'm pleased to have a stellar piece for you this afternoon. It's uh, If You Take My Hand, My Son, a tale of a man on the brink of death who confronts his abusive father who haunts him from beyond the grave. It's an adaptation of a story by Mort Castle, a short story writer whose work dances easily between drama, horror, sci-fi, fantasy, and really, uh, at the end of it, it defies description and uh, touches at the human heart. This fine production was put together by AMFM Theater of Lowell, Massachusetts for their uh, series The Gristmill," with sound design by great... Northern Audio Theaters. Brian Price, one of the top guys in the industry. It's a huge treat, and it's followed with an interview of the author. I uh, hope you enjoy, If You Take My Hand, My Son.
1: At the moment of our death, we are set upon a path that leads us to our final destination. For some, this path leads into the light but for the wretched souls who descend down into the darkness. Their path leads them here. The Gristmill. Welcome to the gristmill. Welcome to the place of final disposition of the human soul. A place God-forsaken by design. And the place at the end of the tunnel where there is no light. From our first days of life, we learn everything from our parents. They feed us, clothe us, and keep us warm. And we trust them. But once that trust is lost, can it be regained again? We're about to find out in If You Take My Hand, my son. I am Inspector Twelve, and this is the Grist Mill.
2: Johnny. 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 Johnny!
3: Who... who's that? The old man? Dad? No. No way. You're... you're... Where am I? What's happened to me? Johnny!
2: Johnny! Johnny!
3: Who is that? Who's calling me? It's death, death is calling me, I know it. I must be dead, but this isn't heaven, is it hell? No, no devil's shish kebabbing my soul at a constant one million degrees. There's nothing, nothing at all. Maybe this is all there is. <laughs> Oh God, this hurts! (laughs) I've done it now—the ultimate screw up, the biggest screw up since the day I was born. But how, how did I get here? Oh, yes, I remember.
2: One dollar and
1: thirty-two cents is your change. Thank you. You be careful walking home. The streets aren't as safe as
3: they once were. Ain't that right, sir? Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. What can I do for you, sir? What can he do for me? What can he do for me? I, I can't remember now. Ah, the pain is coming back. The awful
0: pain. It's slim, but there's a chance he'll pull through. Right now his condition is cautious but stable.
4: How long will he have to be hooked up to these machines?
3: Nancy? Is that you, Nancy? It's hard to tell. Is he a fighter? A fighter? I don't know. Nancy, what do you mean, you don't know? I'm a fighter, are you sure I am? Why, Why, just tonight I was, I was... What can I do for you, sir? What can I do for you, sir? You can empty that register real quick and hand me the cash. What? What is this? I am a citizen. You are not stealing from this citizen. You get a job. You good for nothing, bum. Oh, look, just give me the cash. I'm, no. I, I won't hurt you. Come on. No, not doing it. No, get out. Oh, please, mister. I need this real bad. No, get out, you bum. To the kid, look, you're not going down for life. It's a parking yeah, I wish they were Don't all say all a way. word. You want anything? Oh, I don't know. Let me look around. Please don't say a word. Finally! Here now are policemen protecting an honest citizen! He is robbing me! He has a gun! A, a gun? No! I, I...
2: Freeze! Get the hand out of your pocket now! Don't do it!
3: Don't wait, do it! Wait, wait! Wait! They shot me. Four times the leg, gut, and chest. Two in the chest i didn't even have a gun my my hand got stuck in my jacket pocket and i panicked just another johnny forrester class a number one screw up i thought i was dead for sure but no i'm not dead i gotta stay here here where i know i'm alive johnny the voice again no not the same. Nancy. Nancy's voice.
4: Johnny. Johnny, don't you die. You die and there won't be any more of us. I need you. Oh, Johnny, you can hear me. Be all right, Johnny. I understand you have to be all right. I heard. I know, baby, I know. I don't know how to help you. I can't do anything.
3: The light, it's bright. I can see the no. light.
4: No, no, Johnny, don't go near it. The light is death.
3: The light is death. I see him. The old man. Dan?
2: It'll be all right, Johnny. I'm with you now.
3: You rotten S.O.B. When were you ever there for me? <laughs> don't cry, Mom. I remember saying that. Don't cry. (laughs) It's okay, Johnny. Where's Dad? When's he going to come home?
1: He has to be away for a while. He has things
4: to take care of. He's doing what he has to do. But he promised to be home soon. He promised.
3: Why don't you tell me the truth, Mom? He's out drinking and whoring in every gin mill in the state. Tell me the truth, Mom. Tell me the truth. You want the truth,
2: Johnny? Yes, I want the truth. The truth is, I'm sorry. I don't know what happened to me. It was like there was a nastiness in me, a demon. I had to get it out and do what it wanted me to do. But I promised you I'd change. Didn't I promise that, Johnny? Yeah, you promised
3: and promised and promised year after year. Like when you promised to be there for my Boy Scout ceremony. I thought I could finally count on you. Charlie Hauser and Mike Pettifield and Clint Hayworth could count on their fathers. Clint's father was in a damn wheelchair, but he was there. Paralyzed from the neck down, but he was there. Johnny, I, And Johnny please. Forrester's father, my father, he was up at the Double Eagle Lounge watching the Budweiser clock and getting drunk. Again! But you promised! And I asked you why. And all you said was, guess I'm a goddamn liar is what it is. (laughs) And then you went from drunk to mean drunk. You started hitting Dad, hitting me and mom. What kind of effect do you think that had on me? I got caught stealing from the convenience store when I was, what, nine, maybe ten? Oh, you really gave it to me then. Gave it to me good. I didn't want you to be a thief. I was trying to do right by you. And when I threw those eggs at Darlene Woodman's house because she wouldn't go to the 8th grade graduation dance with me. And when I was flunking biology because I cut that frog into a thousand pieces. Or when I couldn't figure out geometry. or, Or half the words of the books I was supposed to read for English. Even auto shop was beyond me. You know, maybe I could have done a halfway decent job if... If there had been somebody there to be proud of me. Johnny, I. And when I was 16, I sent for that Learn at Home art course. Do you remember what you said to me? What's this crap? I said, What is this crap? It's an art course, Dad. I sent for it by mail.
2: You're going to be an artist, like I'm going to be the emperor of freaking Ethiopia.
3: And I finally told you I hated you. And then Mom died, and it was just the two of us. Finally, at 17, I joined the army, and I was out of the house at last. But I screwed that up, too. I caught smoking weed while on guard duty, dishonorable discharge, and I'm back home eight months after I left. No high school diploma, no army career. I tried... And then you died. Myocardial infarction. Your heart shut down. I was surprised to find out you had one. In your eyes, I was just a liar. A damn liar. I tried my best. I tried to do right. You tried nothing. All you did was lie to Mom and to me. Only Nancy told me the truth. Only Nancy gave me a purpose. Only Nancy.
4: I like this place. Yeah, me too. It's peaceful here.
3: Oh yeah, I wasn't thinking that. I was thinking about all the artwork.
4: I never really figured you for an art buff. (laughs) Really? Uh,
3: What did you figure me for?
4: Oh, I don't know. Just a regular guy, I guess.
3: Uh, Regular guy, huh?
4: Yeah, nothing wrong with that. I could use regular when it comes to men. Too many of the unique kind are too full of themselves. Regular is good.
3: (laughs) Then I guess I'm glad I'm just a regular guy. If it got me close to you.
4: Why do you like to come here?
3: Uh, Well, Thursdays are free admission days, so it's a nice place to go and it don't cost nothing.
4: But what about the artwork? Don't you get tired of looking at all this?
3: Uh, Not really. I mean, I don't much care for the sculptures or the really modern stuff. But the landscapes and the portraits are interesting. I'm not too good at interpretation. Not much upstairs, I'm afraid.
4: Well, I wouldn't say that. You're smart enough to know what the word interpretation means.
3: I never was very good in school.
4: Most true artists aren't. Einstein couldn't do simple math.
3: Well, I'm not smart. I
4: think everyone has something they're good at that makes them special in that category. You don't have to be good at
3: everything. But I've never been good at anything.
4: You have a kind heart. I can tell. You're also a wonderful artist. I've seen your sketches. With a little training, I bet you could probably make a decent living at it. Worst comes to worst, this is Chicago. We have plenty of street artists who make a good buck during the summer months.
3: (laughs) Yeah, that I could do. Johnny Quickdraw, they'll call me. Get your portrait done in two minutes or less. Why
4: not? You could do something like that. You'd be your own boss. You wouldn't have to listen to anyone else tell you what to do.
3: You really think so?
4: Sure. I believe in you.
3: You hear that, Dad? She believed in me. Nancy, my Nancy, believed in me. But I let her down, just like you let Mom and me down. Like father, like son, right, Dad?
2: Johnny, I'm sorry. Let me make it right for you. Come into the light so I can make everything right. Join me, son.
3: (gasps) Oh, God, the pain. The pain's coming back. I can't stand it. Stop it.
2: Come into the light with me, son. Take my hand and come into the light. There's no pain in the light. What's happening? Oh, Johnny, you can't help oh, Please.
4: Nancy, stay with me. Don't pain. Go. Please, I don't know
3: what I'll do. The have. pain oh, is Johnny, terrible. Don't you Nancy. don't want me to suffer like this, do you, Nancy? But I'm so afraid to go. I'm scared, Nancy. No pain.
2: No pain, son. Why
3: can't you leave me alone? Stay in the light if you want to. Stop calling me for the light. Don't be afraid. You old, old bastard. You old SOB. You're dead. Yeah. Dead and in hell, right where you belong. No. Yes, in hell.
2: Son, it, it's not hell. It's not heaven, but it's not hell. Then
3: what is it? Where are you?
2: I don't know what you'd call it. Maybe beyond or eternity. Or maybe it's just someplace else. some place better. It is a better place, Johnny. You don't deserve a better place! Well, you might be right. But maybe all the promises I made were worth something after all. I wanted to believe I was going to make things better for you and your mom. But you didn't! No, I didn't. But that doesn't mean I didn't want to. I didn't want to be just a damn liar. Damn liar! There's no time here, Johnny. So there's nothing but time. All the time in the world. That's how it is. There's time to think about things. To to realize all you did wrong. And how to set things right. Listen to me, Johnny. I want to
3: help you. Help? That's a good one. You never wanted to help me before. Your idea of help was giving me crap and then shoving me in it. I said I did a lot of
2: things wrong. I know that now. I wasn't a good father.
3: You weren't a good father? That's an understatement if I ever heard one. You were a drunk. You were a cheater. You were an abuser. Good father was way the hell down in your list of what you actually were. Johnny, get it all out of you now. What are you talking about? Get what out of me? The poison. Get all the
2: poison out of you, so you can leave it behind forever. I hated you! I still hate you. I know, Johnny. I know. But is that what you want? Is that what you ever really wanted? Is it, Johnny? Johnny? No. Say it, Johnny. Say what you really wanted
3: want to love you. I know. I wanted your love, too.
2: There's something I want to tell you, Johnny. Something I can say and mean now. What? Johnny, I'm sorry. I'm so very sorry.
3: I can go now, Nancy. The pain is only here on Earth. There's no pain in the light.
4: What's happening? Oh, Johnny, you can't dial, oh, please. No, baby, stay oxygen. with me, I love don't you, go. Nancy, I- but I- my father's I-
3: ready to accept me now. We're at peace. Timeless peace. Please, I don't
4: know what I'll do without you. Johnny, please, don't go. Don't
3: go, please. He's not stable enough. We can't operate. Oh, finally, reconciliation.
4: Oh, stay with me. What's going on? Please, don't go. Johnny, Johnny, please. Oh, no. No.
3: Take my hand, my son. I'm not afraid, Dad. Not anymore. Here, Dad. Here's my hand.
2: Hold on tight, son. You're almost there.
3: No brain ribs.
1: That's it. We can't do anything more. Time of no, death, 11.23 no. p.m.
3: see the light dad. I can feel your hand. Hold on to me Johnny. We're almost there. The light and peace. Finally peace. school! My brain! What is this? Where am I? You! You did this to me! You brought me here! You took me by the hand and brought me here!
2: It's a pisser, ain't it, Johnny? <laughs> you lied to
3: me! <laughs> you lied! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes, I'm just a damn liar, is what it is.
1: The sins of the father can be visited on the son in many ways, and in this case the son embraced them. The face of evil can look kind and friendly and fatherly. We think that the trust we learn as a child can always be depended on. But when we misplace our trust, it can lead to our undoing. If You Take My Hand, My Son was written by Mort Castle and starred Roger Studi, George Ledoux, Laurie Ewer, Doug Weeks, Angela Mead, and Carrie Edel. Sound design by Brian Price. Music by Hollis Higgins. Additional vocals by Dana Schellmeyer. I leave you now with a final thought. Be careful who you put your trust in. Take care to treat the trust of others with respect. The betrayal of others can only lead you down an ever darkening corridor. And write to us here at. The Gristmill.
0: Ooh, and again, that was If You Take My Hand, My Son, adapted by a short story from Mort Castle, uh, who was kind enough to talk with me on the phone this past week. He's the author of more than 350 short stories, has over a dozen books under his belt, including Moon Over the Water, Nations of the Living, Nations of the Dead, The Strangers, which has been optioned as a screenplay, and he was the editor of a marvelous guide called On Writing Horror, put together by the VIP list from the Horror Writers Association. Mort Castle, uh, very, very welcome to Radio Drama Revival. Hey, glad to be here. Hey, it's a pleasure to have you. Um, For people who are not familiar with your work, um, they may know you maybe as a horror writer, but uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about uh, maybe your style of work, uh, some of the pieces that you've written, and uh, a little bit more about yourself.
5: Oh, I've been doing this like since 1967, Mm -hmm. so there's kind of a wide range over a whole bunch of decades yep uh and yeah, a lot of my pieces do fall under the horror category. Mm-hmm. uh I like to think, however, that mostly what I write is stuff that's aimed at people,
0: sure, and
5: sure. it sure deals with that one subject matter, which is people mm-hmm. um one a really nice review that came out of Moon on the Water said the horrors here are not so much supernatural mm-hmm. as they are stemming from our daily lives. And I think that pretty well defines what I'm about. Uh, yeah, horror writer, fantasy writer, you name it, but mostly I'm a writer who's an observer a realist.
0: Yeah, the best uh, the horror, as in any literature, is character-driven. And um, I think that's definitely something we uh, encountered. And if you take my hand, my son, I mean, that story, uh, again, nothing ostensibly horror about it, yet it is an absolutely terrifying story. Uh, maybe, uh, where did that story come from?
5: I'm darned if I know, but I do know that uh, I've had this conviction a long time back, and it shows itself in a lot of my work, and that is nobody starts out at age five saying, I'm going to grow up to do monstrous things. Instead, it's I'm going to be a hero. I'm going to be one of the good guys. I'm going to be just fine. And yet we wind up with all kinds of people doing monstrous things. So what happens where? You know, monsters are probably not born they are made and my theme throughout that one pretty much is yeah if there's any monstrousness here it's getting
0: made yeah yeah and uh so that uh was such a very compelling story uh, anyone who hasn't read the short story version it's uh Excellent. I mean, it's just uh, one of the real gems of the genre. Uh, one of the things I happen happen to love is uh, your use of text on the page. Uh, you know, there's almost like a poetic quality that how you uh, you know just use the layout of the paragraph and form um, of the actual words, which of course you don't get in the audio drama, though you do have other tools under your belt.
5: Well, truthfully, I was very pleased with that audio drama, giving some real sense of the ping pong effect that we have on the page.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, t- tell us a little bit of how you were approached um, uh, originally to have that audio drama made.
5: And this one uh, comes about through my association, longtime long-time association now with Bob Medea, mm-hmm. who was the guy who wound up doing the adaptation for the script. Uh, Bob had been writing gristmill scripts for a while. I said, gee, Bob, I think this one would work. He said, let's get in touch with Scott Hickey and we'll find out. Okay. So that's exactly what we did. Okay. I came in at the tail end of the radio era, but you are talking to a guy who remembers sitting in the car listening to the very last years, truly Johnny Dollar. And so I have a very fond feeling for radio. Uh, Did a number of audio productions as director and writer back in my college days. And it was was already, even by then, it was pretty well dead. But it's something that is a unique form unto itself and one that ought to have a really nice hardcore audience that'll be around for a while.
0: Sure. And uh, compared uh, to uh, audiobooks or um, you know spoken word audio, um, how do you feel the two maybe uh, complement or contradict each other?
5: It's really hard to say. I mean, even though I'm participating in a number of spoken book things, um, I know I can't get into the car and listen to somebody talk a book at me. Yeah uh I want the privilege of if it's on the page it's meant to be read and hold on if it's going to be interactive it means I'm going back a paragraph now to see oh he set that up isn't that beautiful right uh, audio drama is indeed drama and we are seeing something inside the head and that's what I so love
0: about it and uh from the perspective of the literary environment and your knowledge of, uh, you know how publication and, and literary works, do you feel that uh, there's more recognition of audio drama than there has been maybe in the last few years, or is that is about the same?
5: Thanks be to the
0: internet. Yeah.
5: because I can look at this from a pretty good perspective. Mm -hmm. In 1968, let's say, Mm -hmm. when I got my reel-to-reel tape recorder, and yeah, you could find some uh, old radio shows to listen to, but that was it. Mm -hmm. And now, all over the web, we do have all sorts of opportunities uh, to hear new radio stuff, I'm familiar with Great Northern's uh, product, and they do some fine shows. And familiar with this, that, and the other here and there. And certainly, I know that uh, many people in the writing community are very excited about what can be happening.
0: Excellent. And uh, and you said again that you were uh, pleased with how, uh, if you take my hand, uh, my son came out. Um, what were some of the highlights of, of, or you know, particular nuances that you enjoy when that, uh, hearing the work uh, when it's dramatized?
5: In particular, this one, the musical, came out of nowhere. I had no reason to expect it. The segue from the moment of here is our... Uh, we are bound for the glory land uh, into this barbaric shriek. Here comes the death metal giant falling down on you. And I thought that worked extremely well, particularly because music before that had been held in such nice restraint. I mean, controlled, never a cue to, here's your musical cue. This is what you're supposed to feel. Got it now, stupid. That was, you know, very nice laid back. And I mean, what Brian Price did there ran the sound engineer or sound director on this. Uh, Just absolutely floored me, made me say, yeah, this guy knew what he was about. He took something... He took my vision and he just didn't give that vision. He added to it. He made it more than the sum of
0: the oh, parts. Excellent. I, I really think that's something that's echoed, at, you know, by myself and everyone else. I've uh, forced to listen to this. They are like, wow, that's a you know, it's a highlight of the moment, and sort um, of shows how what you know what audio can do. That's not word related, but is so much part of that story.
5: Oh, that's right. Uh,
0: excellent. Well. Uh, Thanks so much, Mort. Uh, we really appreciate ha- having you on the show today. Just uh, you know, talk- touching base a little bit about um, the
5: Fred. It's always great to talk to somebody who loves this radio thing as much as I do, and that's obviously you.
0: <laughs> well, I love I love uh, talking to writers too because uh, we've had a lot of producers on here. Also, great to you know hear the, from someone who's a storyteller by trade. You know what your thoughts are on everything. So uh, anyways, appreciate you very, very much, um, and if you uh, enjoy hearing Mort's work, uh, feel free to check out any of his uh, short story collections, they're all great, uh, Moon Over the Water, I especially recommend, uh, Cities of the Living, Cities of the Dead, and uh, the novel The Strangers is optioned as a film, and the uh, book that he edited uh, on writing horror is a marvelous uh, collection on the craft. Uh, thanks a lot, Mort. So good talking to you. And again, that was uh, Mort Castle, a marvelous, marvelous fiction writer, and I hope you do check out more of his work if you enjoyed the uh, show today. And uh, as well as more work of the Gristmill, you can check out their stuff at AMFM Theater, uh, Theater with an E-R, or tune in for our Halloween special next week uh, to hear the Ogle Award-winning story, God of the Razor, as adapted from a story by uh, Joe R. Lansdale. In addition to That Dark Story, we'll be featuring uh, William DeFries again, uh, the uh, local audiobook's narrator, with his stunning adaptation of the H.P. Lovecraft story, The Confession of Randolph Carter, and an original of my own, uh, produced with a completely local cast. Um, that piece in, recorded in a creepy house here in the Portland area, that piece is called Dark Passenger. It'll all be airing on Halloween next th- Wednesday for any of you who uh, aren't you know, really in touch with the world of time, 8.30 to 10 p.m. here on the station. Uh, you can usually hear uh, sound contrapositive on that slot. Today, that time, it'll be taken over by Terror, uh, 90.9 on 4.1 FM, WMPG.org, for you streaming online. If you do happen to miss it, uh, it'd be sad to hear that, but you can check up the uh, previous episodes as well as all the previous episodes for the show uh, on the blog, www.RadioDramaRevival.com. And next week, uh, for a regular episode, we'll be airing Day of the Dead on Day of the Dead in honor of uh, my own beloved city, New Orleans, uh, about a young man who heads to New Orleans in search of his missing girlfriend. Uh, I hope uh, you enjoy all these pieces. It's a wonderful week for audio drama and uh, looks like some lovely weather for those of you who want to go out spooking about in the woods, too. So uh, that wraps it up for this week's show. Until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week.